What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. Foodie Friday, and Laura's back. Laura, what do you got? All right, man. So you guys know that I've been trying to lose some weight, trying to get a little healthier. So are you blaming us for Foodie Friday that it's not happening? No. Oh, okay. I was just getting I know ready. That, that, I like that you I'm say I'm just that. saying. Like, are you Are you back in? I was just saying, are you going to back out of Foodie Friday? Oh, no. I love food. Do you so want I'm some carrots in. and hummus? Oh, I love carrots and hummus. Yeah. And I liked your tweet sticks. the other day. You told us that you showered. You're oh, like, yeah. You're, yeah, you're like, like, yo, your, girl, your girl What is it with you in the shower, shower right now? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. She told everybody on Twitter. She's like, yo, your girl has taken a shower. I was like. That was just like, you know, me saying, damn, I look good. Oh. Oh. Being humble. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, I thought you were saying like, I've been. So That's busy. like a Spanish thing, uh, uh, Cap. So like, his, like Latino people, like when you, when you look good. Like the joke is like, oh, te bañaste hoy. Like you took yep. a shower today. Like you got all fancy. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, you look like, good. So it's just like a, yeah, a joke. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I thought it was a female thing. Like, yo, I've been busy <laughs> no, and no. I haven't washed my no. hair and no. check me out. No, yeah. it's like, uh, like you clean up well, basically. Yes. You know, like it's that. Okay, got it. Definitely so. not what you guys needed to know, but <laughs> I mean, you snuck that one in. So yeah, I was really excited to try this place out. The crew was hitting Culver City today, so you guys are going to get more details about that next week. Oh, but right. I went to this place called True, T-R-U, both superfoods. True. It's so, okay, I'm a big fan of like acai bowls. Yeah. And mm-hmm. oh my God. I so went- is Mike Trudell, actually. And it's really? funny because his nickname is True, T-R-U, like this place. Oh, so yeah. the true stands for, um, oh man, it was raw, unfiltered. So true, raw, and unfiltered. So that's okay, what gotcha. true stands for. And yeah. I love that. And I was like, okay, so I went to their Newport location on Sunday. Damn, girl, you well, went down to the fancy one because well, they got Azusa, Newport, and Whittier. Yes, but I yeah. went there because I was hanging out with a friend out on that side. I was like, oh, let's go okay. check it out. But today side. I was like, you know what? I want another one. So I, you know, Azusa's closer to me. So I went yeah. and took my little booty down there okay. and had an acai bowl. It was so good. So they do have three locations, like Sedano said. So if you guys are closer to Newport, you guys can hit them up there. There's a Whittier location. There's an Azusa location. And this is a family-owned and operated business, Latino-owned business. So shout out to Martha, Zach, and Steven, who started it back in 2018. And they were really inspired by communities, you know, minority communities, just kind of letting them know, like, you don't have to always go and eat very high calorie foods like there is an alternative to trying something else and just being kind of healthy but also not sacrificing taste because i think we love you know i love food that tastes good so even if it's healthy and i'm like it doesn't taste good i don't want to eat it right so i love this place if you guys are into it go they have smoothies so if you guys are not into the sables they have smoothies, so make sure you guys go check them out. You guys can follow them at True Bowl Superfood on IG. You guys can send us your recommendations at ESPN Los Angeles or Unique UNWEQ underscore, which is on IG and Twitter. All right, cool. Excellent. So, hey, congratulations to those guys. If you started your business in 2018 and you made it through 2020, way to go, man. Congratulations. I always wind up doing this, though. I wind up thinking to myself, I'm going in for one of these bowls, okay? So I'm going to get the granola. I'm going to get the acai. I'm throwing in some bananas. Give me some strawberries, blueberries, and then throw maybe a little peanut butter drizzle on the top. And then I say to myself, did I do myself any favors? Like, I went in for healthy. Did I get healthy? Sounds good sure. to me. I'm yeah, gonna sounds send you the, healthy to me. I'm going to send you the picture because it sounds really close to what I got. Yeah. Except for the peanut butter drizzle thing because then I would right, die. Right, because you can't eat no, peanut butter because you'll die. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, but literally. it literally, yeah. what? 
We don't want you to die. Oh, right. I thought he said, I want you to die. I was like, no. whoa, LZ. No, Christian brother right here. What yeah. That would have been a very, uh, where, that would have been a, a real twist and turn here from <laughs> LZ's normal character, especially <laughs> towards you. So I know. I was like, wait, yeah. hold up. What did you That was a I'm plot twist there. Had you, had that I mean, been why not throw way, it out the there and you're... see what happens to no. the show? Yeah. <laughs> more, I want you to die. Yeah. <laughs> what did Briones give you guys when that was out? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that is uh, what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. All right, so let me ask you the DeAndre Ayton question I was supposed to ask like 20 minutes ago. Um, LZ, I sure. think he is potentially the weak link of the quote-unquote star-level type players here. I don't know if he wants that kind of smoke. Now, he has gotten way better. Chris has made him tougher. I don't think there's any question about that. I think Monty's been the right coach to also because, you know, Monty and Chris can play good cop, bad cop a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is going to be the true test. Or at least the first real test of DeAndre Ayton. Is that fair? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and even though he is the weak link of the three-headed monster that they have, it's not that weak of a link. I mean, he can knock down shots. Mm-hmm. He can board. He is physical. And he can guard in the perimeter a little bit. So he's not a total, like, stiff. Mm-hmm. It's just that the first two guys... You know, one is a definite Hall of Fame, and the other one certainly has Hall of Fame potential and is heading in that direction right now in Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. So as compared to the other two, yeah, he's the weak link, but that shouldn't be conflated with him being a weak player. And he's actually, I think, now I think they got Frank Kaminsky, right? Is he still playing? Not really. Because I think he's, I think also Aiden is the heaviest player that they have. And I bring that up because Bron, AD, and AD are some big boys. And well, they're gonna put Jay Crowder on Brian to start for sure. Well, they're gonna. My, my point being is that he he's the few players of size that right. they have in the rotation. They, they as don't. Well. They don't have a ton. Um, they have. I mean, Jay Crowder's thick. You know what I mean? Like he, he's right. thick. Um, you know, like and two C's thick. Jay Crowder, yes. Uh, I mean, I don't know if Cap. That's your lane. Um, so anyway but but I would say this you know as far as weak link let me ask you guys weak link you you have Chris Paul and you have Devin Booker and you've got Aiton and so you say those are your three guys right right uh, of those three, Aiton is the weakest link, I would okay, say. Okay, but, but not only because, you know, Chris Paul has had an incredible career and Booker could light a game up, you know, by himself, but it's also because Aiton is still young, 22 years old, and when you think about who he might see, like who he might go up against, when you think about the size and, as LZ, you point out, the, the weight of the Lakers, especially their big men, Versus a guy like Aiton, I still see him as a young, and I know he's gotten thicker. There you go. Um, but I still see him as a young kid, and I just don't know that he is ready for what the Lakers bring when they bring, you know, the, the centers and the size and the weight that they're going to bring to that position. That's why I think if, if you're going to say he's the weak link of their team, it's mostly because of who he's going to face against the Lakers. I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, listen, I, I think that – here's my thing with Aiton. It's just at times he floats a little bit is the way I would describe it. Now, look, we've said that about Anthony Davis, but Anthony Davis is infinitely more talented than DeAndre Ayton. And DeAndre Ayton's a very talented young man. I'm not saying that. I just think Anthony Davis is, when he wants to be, the best big man in the game. Um, but I, I just think that 22 years old, inexperienced, it took him you know a couple years for and, and a Chris Paul – 
right, to kind of get him kind of motivated and going and understanding how to play. But the playoffs are a different beast, dude. You know, like, that's just it. It's just different speed. Yeah, yeah I saw. I mean, I mean, he doesn't know. Right. <laughs> right? And you don't yeah. know until right. you experience and, and, it. And, oh, by the way, neither does Devin Booker. He doesn't know either. Correct. He doesn't know. <laughs> but at, but I think scorers on the perimeter, LZ, assimilate easier, in my opinion, than a big man. Well, you know, we're, we're going to see. Because at the end of the day, this team is going to go as far as Chris Paul can lead them. Sure. Because. But they need the those one... two dudes. No, they, no, no. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but Chris Paul is the leader. Correct. Chris Paul, like Devin Booker, can be a walking bucket. Yeah. He chooses not to. Correct. When, when Chris decides, I'm just going to score for a little bit, he's really tough, especially in a high screen mm-hmm. and roll situation. Yep, yep, yep. So, you know, Chris to me is the key. And I think. The quote was um, the last game that Steph was the head that needed to be cut off from the Lakers. And if I were to say the same thing about the, the Sun series, it's Chris Paul is the head that needs to be cut off. You cut him off, you have a much easier time. If Chris yeah. can get rolling, could be a problematic series. Six games. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I know, Cap, you wanted to interject here in a second. But I also look at the Suns. They're just not very deep. You know, when you look at them, like if you had to think about people in theory, you trust, right? They got a lot of young players, obviously, number one. So that that's part of the equation. But like the guys that they play heavy minutes, there's not that many of them. I mean, it's it's Booker, it's Paul, it's Aiton, it's Crowder for sure. Um, and then you're looking at guys like Wes Johnson is their sixth man. Who's good. Oh, and Mikhail Bridges. Uh, yeah, plays heavy Mikhail minutes. Bridges is a good player, by the way. He is a good player. He's, he's an excellent guys, role player. Yeah, he's one of those guys that most people don't really know a no. whole lot about him. He's excellent. But he's excellent a good player. player. He's a good yeah. shooter. He's just he one of those guys that could be a bit of an X factor. You know, he's a taller kind of guy who can play out and defend him. Like yeah. six, 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 seven. He's yeah. just a name guy that, that most people don't really, really know a whole lot about. A- a- excellent shooter, to your point, and a very good defender. Very good defender. Yeah. Like, he is what today's modern-day 3-and-D player needs to be. He can he can do all the little things you need on offense, but, man, can he defend. And he's long. You know, he's like – he's a 6'6", long wingspan guy. Did you ever hear the story about how he was drafted to the Sixers? Oh, I was there. The Sun- you were? I was there. I was oh. covering that draft for SportsCenter because the story was – and I'm sure you were about to allude to this – was his mom is like a, a vice president or something yeah. in the organization. Right. And the whole – he played at Villanova, yeah. and they're like, he, they're going to draft this kid. It's the great story. Yeah. You, we're going to send you there. You cover the story. Talk to everybody. It's going to be fun, super easy. And I'm like, yeah, easy story for me as I walk into the facility. And then all of a sudden he gets drafted and gets traded to Phoenix. I mean, that for- is the most incredible thing. Zaire Smith, (laughs) who I don't think is even in the NBA anymore. Not in the league anymore. How about that? But he was a summer league dunk competition winner, boy. That guy could dunk. But what a story. To be from Philly, to play at Nova, to have your mom work in the organization, to get drafted, to have this celebration like, oh, my God. Didn't he have the hat? The hat. And and do the interview. He did did the interview. interview. That's right. He did the interview. (laughs) He did the interview with them about Philadelphia and going back home. Oh man, I know that's so. And going to work with Mama, and they even asked him what is going to happen if you ain't practicing right, and Mama come down from the office. Oh man, you know, last night, LZ, you were talking about being pranked by a girlfriend in college who told you that that you got her pregnant, and it was a week later that she finally told you the truth. 
What's worse, like a prank like that or a prank like this? You went to Villanova. Mom works here. We're going to draft you. Oh, my God. I'm really getting drafted by my hometown team, the Sixers. Oh, yeah. But now we're trading you to Phoenix. So, So here's what I would say about the NBA, and I think they do a lot of things right. I hate the way they do the draft, okay? The NFL does the draft right in this sense. Just tell us who's getting traded already and what the pick is going to. There's no need to do these shenanigans of these kids wearing. Like Kobe is the perfect example, right? He got drafted by Charlotte, but we knew he was going. He was getting traded to the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Like, like all these guys have, like, pick, like they're funny pictures now, but they're not. It's not cool. Like they're wearing the wrong hats, all of them. I mean, it's their <laughs> version of like a reality competition show, is it not? I mean, I guess a drama. You know. Yeah. I, I don't love the draft the way it's set up. And I also think free agency should be before the draft. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. That makes sense uh, to me. Um, by the way, how about this world making sense to you? Did you see the story that popped up in Vanity Fair about okay. LeBron? Um, so Lisa Robinson of Vanity Fair did Brian Windhorse's Hoop Collective podcast. Mm-hmm. And she's very connected in New York City, both in entertainment and sports. And obviously, LeBron is, you know, intertwined with both. And 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 this makes sense because of one phrase LeBron used when he mentioned um, why what part of why he ended up in L.A. So apparently, LeBron wanted to sign with the Knicks in 2018, but Savannah said, "Uh-uh, L.A." and that one. And do you remember, LZ, what LeBron was asked, what would be the biggest factor in his free agent decision? Family. Do you remember the words he used? I thought it was family, wasn't it? His family would factor into the equation yep. in the biggest way. Yep. So all y'all Laker fans out there, if you want somebody to thank for that championship, you should thank LeBron, but go definitely thank Savannah. <laughs> She was like, I will not be standing outside trying to hail a cab. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> James Dolan to... is not going to not let me in the building like he did Spike Lee. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. I'm I done want with a the cold Uber weather. driver in L.A. just like Laura. That's what I want. <laughs> I mean. But could you imagine how different life would have been the last couple of years? Speaking of how different life could be, depending yeah. on what uh, you know, certain you decisions know, that were made. I tend to to believe that she not only helped deliver a championship to the Lakers, but she saved LeBron from himself. Sure. Because while I'm sure he believes, and justifiably so, when he's on a team, he can instantly make any team a winner. I don't know if he could make the, the franchise of the Knicks a winner. Because that man that you mentioned, that Dolan fella? Mm-hmm. He different. Well, and, he and the different, other part, man. Well, but he's finally out of the way. It seems like. But and remember the other part of that equation. I think was Phil still there, or was he gone already? Uh, Twenty eighteen. I think he was gone by then. Yeah, I feel he like might have been gone. gone. That yeah. then because I was going to say the Phil part ha- was going to be a factor one way or the other, and not uh, in yeah. the, in a good way. No, rap. he didn't want to bring his posse. Oh, rap. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. 
With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Yes, sir. Happy birthday, Biggie. So we were just telling the story about how in Vanity Fair, they were talking about how in 2018, LeBron wanted to go to the Knicks, but Savannah, Mrs. James was the one that chose L.A. And it makes sense because, remember, LeBron said family was the biggest factor in his decision. Um, I'm looking at that team, LZ. So, clearly, they, now they had a lot of salary cap space going into that offseason, clearly because if they were going to sign LeBron. Um, but, you know, the rest of that team is very young. Now, granted, when they didn't have LeBron, I'm sure they just filled it with a bunch of vets, you know, um, that, that just fit the mold. But David Fisdale was the coach, and obviously LeBron, very familiar with him. Steve Mills was the executive, so no Phil. Right, right. Uh, but a lot of young guys, right? A lot of uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Kevin Knox, Dennis Smith, Emmanuel Moutier, Mitchell Robinson, Frank Nilekina. DeAndre Jordan was on that team. Um, but, yeah, that team might have looked a lot different because they might have made moves if they would have signed LeBron. Yeah, I don't have a – as I said earlier, you know, before the break, I don't really have much of a doubt about whether or not the team could have become a winner. Um, and who knows how LeBron's presence in the New York area would have impacted how the Nets came together. Who knows? Right. But the reality is, is that at that time in 2018, Dolan was the opponent that I was worried about most for him. <laughs> for sure. Dolan. That man has a vibe and he's had some malaise over this franchise. And I'm not sure if LeBron would have found the same degree. In fact, it's not I'm not sure. I'm defi- I'm pretty sure, damn sure, 100% sure, he would not have been embraced the same way by the ownership group or the owner of the Knicks as he is here in L.A. with Jeannie Buss. I think that's exactly 1,000% accurate. However, you said it earlier that perhaps LeBron was saved from himself because you know how it gets where you like you believe, like, hey, I'm LeBron. If I show up, even with all these scrubs, Dude, we're, we're automatically a contender just because of me, and then we'll spend the time over the next couple of years putting together a real roster. But even though LeBron had already dealt with a really bad owner in Cleveland, to go and look at the, the Knicks and where they were versus where the Lakers were, and both teams and both franchises were downtrodden at the time. Right. But to, to make a choice, do I go play for that ownership group and yeah. that guy with Well, his listen, reputation, he went back to Dan Gilbert, though. No, I realize he did, but now you have to make a decision. You've already gotten a couple of championships, and you're trying to set yourself up for the rest of your career. Where are you going to finish? Do I want to finish with the Knicks and, and play in Madison Square Garden and play for that guy, or do I want to come out here to L.A.? Do I want to play for the Lakers, and do I want to play for Jeannie and the Bus family and, and you know Magic and everybody else that was involved? And I think that when you look at it, it was a somewhat easy decision. But, LZ, to your point about him being saved from himself 
when you're so great at things, and sometimes even when you're not so great at things, you just believe that you can fix anything. Right, right, right. I mean, he took a team that year, remember, with J.R. Smith and George Hill and Kevin Love, basically, and dragged them to the finals. And should have won game one of the NBA finals if it wasn't for J.R. Smith and George Hill. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but even before that, just a series he played against Golden State the first time without Kevin Love and without Kyrie. Oh, you're saying back in the in 2014-15. Yeah, I was I was yeah. like going his ability. I mean, his best player to play off of was Timothy Mozgov. Or no, and Matthew Dellavedova. <laughs> Matthew Dellavedova. <laughs> so uh, when I think about what he was able to accomplish then yeah. in the finals, almost winning MVP because he was able to still make it a series. Right. I have no doubt he could have made the Knicks a winner. Right. I just don't know if he would have enjoyed it as it was happening. My, yeah. my point is everyone should be thankful to Savannah when they see them. Yes. Well, yeah, because the other part of it is you say if LeBron would have gone to the Knicks, if, do you think KD would currently be in Brooklyn? And my answer immediately is absolutely not. Really? Yeah, because I think... You think, think he comes Le- to L.A.? Right, because I think LeBron is so overwhelming that you don't want to be Kawhi in Brooklyn if you're KD. Right, because you would be. You would you, be the, the, the sun would block you. Yeah, the, or is it, what is it? The, uh, the sun there is, is, is too big. Those stars colliding are very similar to LeBron colliding with the Lakers as far as the attraction for the particular town is concerned. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying that, that, K, uh, that if you look at KD. He'd be overshadowed. He would be way overshadowed because he'd be playing on the B team. You know, he'd be playing for the Mets. He'd be playing for the Islanders. You know, he'd be playing for the Jets. He's playing for the B team. He's playing for the Clippers, for the Chargers, the Angels. And, and, you know, not having LeBron at the Knicks allowed, I think, allowed him to go to Brooklyn and say, okay, the Knicks are are really bad organizationally and they're a bad team. So I'll come over here to Brooklyn and bring this organization up. And if LeBron would have gone to the Knicks, I mean, the whole world might be different. KD might literally be the Lakers right now. Yeah, I think Zion's going to the Knicks. I've said this for a while. This isn't the first time I've said this on these air. I mean, I don't have anything to base that off of, other than I, you know, I just have always felt he's going to the Knicks. Now, I'm not saying he's doing he's he's not going to sign his rookie extension because he'd be a fool to do that. <laughs> but with New Orleans, but I, I mean, at some point, I think he's going to be a Nick. Well, seems to be a popular opinion because uh, they've been asking him about it since the day yeah. he pretty much walked into the NBA. Really. Yeah, and that's when immediately I, – I mean, I look, I felt at the time that's the way it was going to happen. But anyway, long story short, um, something that was trending today, as you mentioned, you know, that whole Zion thing was trending, but the LeBron thing was interesting and it was trending today earlier today. Speaking of trending, there was a picture today on social media, okay, of a billboard of like some sort of – Strip mall, I guess, that had a movie theater in it. And in the movie theater, they had four movies. This is 1987. Which one of these movies do you go to if I tell you you only have one movie to watch? The Lost Boys, RoboCop, Predator, or Full Metal Jacket, LZ? Well, I've answered that question on the Twitters. I saw. Oh, you did? I didn't see your I answer. Saw. I'm sorry. I did. Wait, and I my answer, oh, it's quite all right. It's quite all right. I'm just going to let people know I'm consistent. Uh, it's The Lost Boys. Lost Great Boys. Movie. To me, the best vampire movie of the 80s. Best vampire movie of the 80s is a qualification that I would agree with. Yeah, I would say so. Although, I, you know, I saw all these movies. 
Now, my dad was a big war buff movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, war movie buff, I guess. Uh, better said. So Full Metal Jacket would have been his choice? Probably would have been. Like, in 87, I wouldn't have had the ability to choose the film. <laughs> so, because <laughs> so, I was only 10 years old. Um, and they didn't care about R-rated stuff in my house. Laura, was that the case with you? Is that like a Latino thing that they don't care what's on the TV? Yeah, 100%. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's not a Latino thing. Yeah, I'm oh, I'm just asking. Guys. I don't know. No, I, no I it's mean. not. It's, <laughs> it's all the way around. Like, okay, my, cool. When my, cool. When my cool. daughter was three years old, she pretty much had uh, the hangover memorized. And, and when people would come over, I'd go, hey, Julia, why don't you do that scene from The Hangover? And they're like, your kid's three, and she's dropping F-bombs all over the place. I'm like, yeah, it's funny, right? And they're like, yeah. um... A little weird. I'm like, okay, no. fair I'll see, enough. I'll see your hangover movie, and I'll tell you I exposed Isaiah to kill Bill. Oh, <laughs> damn. In elementary school. Now, part one, volume one or two? We oh. watched both of them. In damn. fact, one time, guys, because we, we love that freaking movie. Like, we watch it all the time movie. now. Great. My one, favorite scene right now, I'll just tell yep. you, the crazy 88 scene. Yeah, that's crazy. It was fantastic, but I guess if it's called Crazy 88, it should be crazy. Yeah. So we're watching this movie last year during the quarantine and we're quoting it nonstop. And he stops and he looks at me and goes, you let me watch this when I was in elementary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, incredible. yeah, I kind of missed on that one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> incredible. You know, um, of all the four of those movies, though, I got to say, you yeah. go back to Lost Boys, Robocop, Predator, and Full Metal Jacket. If you told me today, you got to go see one of those movies, even though I know how dark and dreary and how violent and nasty Full Metal Jacket was and scary. I mean, R. Lee Ermy, the, the drill yeah. instructor. What I, is your I, major malfunction? Right. I'd still see that movie. I think that's the one I'd see, Full Metal Jacket. It's a Jacket. great movie. Um, I, it's a great I, if, movie. I, if, if I had dealer's choice and I wasn't 10 back then, like now, it would be Predator. Ten-year-old me loved Predator, bro. Jesse the Body Ventura, loved Jesse uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, uh, who else? Carl Weathers, right? Yeah. Was in that yeah. movie. Carl yeah, Weathers yeah. Was in it. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So great, such a great movie for a ten-year-old. Super violent, but super <laughs> fun. Um, I loved every second of that movie. Um, so that would have been my personal favorite uh, to go to. The By the way, the funny part about this, the funny part about this, I saw LZ's tweet earlier yeah. today. And I was like, where the hell is LZ that they got a movie theater that they're still kind of placing the, the letters up there like that? Yeah. And I mean, I was I didn't get the, hey, this is from the late 80s. Which one would you take? I just saw yeah. LZ's yeah. tweet. Well, and the best part of it is if you look at the billboard, it has a Radio Shack on top. When was the last right. time you went to a Radio Shack? Oh, I don't even know if they exist, do they? No, they don't exist anymore. They don't but, exist anymore. Um, yeah. There was a Radio Shack when I lived in Chicago that was downtown that we were watching slowly die. And so... I went and actually bought a T-shirt to say Radio Shack. Cool. Because I was like, this is going to be so cool. <laughs> and then one day I wore it and I was like, this ain't cool at all. And I just gave it away. <laughs> it's amazing the things you needed when you were like, you know what? Let's go to Radio Shack because I know they've got it. And by the way, they had everything. Uh, whatever they had, I haven't needed for whatever reason in like the last 15 years. So I'm living without Radio Shack. And yet, for some reason, there was a time where I actually thought I needed Radio Shack. Oh, man, because they did. They had everything. It was fantastic in that regard. Yeah. I don't think there's any question. Um, All right, listen. Coming up next, is there something rolling with the Dodgers? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Are we finally turning that corner in multiple ways? We'll get to that in a second. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Thank God it's Friday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, did you know, speaking of fun music, that yesterday was the 30-year anniversary of the debut of the song Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. 30 years? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah. What is the best summertime song? You just named it. I mean, that's is it that song. one? Is it just, summer, I'm, summer, summertime? Yeah, it is great. That song smells like barbecue ribs, man. No question. <laughs> this is hits. It, it's just like, like I have never been to a party, and I like. So, just so listeners understand, I have a really big tent when it comes to people of different races, ethnicities, religions, sexual orientations, whatever. Really big tent. So I find myself in a lot of different kinds of parties. I ain't never been in a party when this song drops that somebody ain't, ain't hyped. <laughs> Regardless of what kind of party it was. And I'm talking about even like people like in their 60s. Like they're just like grooving to it because 30 years ago they're in their 30s. Right? That's the club they dance to. That's the song they dance to in the club. So they're still feeling it. Man, That's this song just... I, I'm sure... For other people, they'll be like, oh, what about this song? What about this song? Like, I'm a big fan of, like, Kenny Chesney's Summertime. I think it's a great yeah. song as well. Cruel Summer is a good song, too. That's a good song. But yeah. for me, man, every time that little... Yeah. You ever ever hear that song, uh, Take Me, Take Me to the Water? Summertime, summertime. 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 Yeah. 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 Karina, I think. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. Karina. I'm not banging in that, though. No, it's a good no. song though. But that was like, that was a good '80s song though. Oh yeah, dude, I was working yeah. in the Chess King in the mall at that point, man. It was like the 1984 time. It frame. was called Summertime, Summertime, yeah. like two word, yep. two summertimes. Yes, yeah. the word twice. I like yeah. that remix by um, what is it, Lana Del Rey, "Summertime Sadness." Summertime Sadness from Lana Del Rey is pretty good too. It's that was actually a, a a pretty big hit. Yeah, I know this song, Laura. No, I'm not banging to this one. Yeah. How about Beyonce's Crazy in Love? That was like a summer anthem, too. That was a summer anthem, but it doesn't feel like a summer anthem. It doesn't con- connote to... summer. Yeah. yeah. Because that other summer anthem was like, Rihanna, we found love. No, 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 no. The summer song from Rihanna is Umbrella. Yeah. That's the, that's the song yeah. for her from the, yeah. That's her summertime jam. Well, I also I would remember. Say Beyonce's we've... summertime jam is probably, um, let's see. We well, like Crazy in Love I think and Party and, is her summertime song. Yeah, Crazy in Love uh, by Beyonce and uh, We Found Love by Rihanna. I remember them being in the summer because they were also big anthems um, at NBA games right. during the playoffs, yep. which always to me connotes summer, right? Because that's when you're you're playing when you're hearing that the music. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, NBA games have the best music, right? Like we're not there's not that's not debatable, right? Yeah, it's definitely the best music. They got to get yeah. rid of that Jenny Jackson drop though. I'm tired of that give me a beat thing, man. Yeah. And like every stadium plays it too. I'm like, gonna stop. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so many good. There's good summer songs. There there's a lot, lot of good of summer, good summer songs. I think "Cruel Summer" was that Banana Rama. Banana Rama, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Banana Rama, yeah. Um, I like that little video they had for Venus. I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. Your... That was very '80s, though. <laughs> it was very '80s. There it is. That's there a good jam go. right there. Banana oh, you Rama. know what? Top Gun. Was this it, on the Top Gun soundtrack? Top Gun? I can't remember it from from Top Gun. No, Karate Kid. It was Karate Kid? It wasn't Karate Kid. Yep, absolutely was. Yeah. Karate Kid. It was I, absolutely Karate I knew Kid. When, he, young white guy when him an and um and uh what's her name? Um it's Elizabeth Shue um were like, you know, like started like hanging out and dating and all that stuff or whatever. They like and they the, were playing soccer or she was playing soccer or something. He had the black eye after he got beat up and Mr. Uh, Miyagi saved him. Oh uh, yeah. Your favorite scene, LZ, I'm sure. Do any of you like Sublime? There's a summertime song from Sublime. Is it heavy? No. Oh, let's play it. We got to get it off of a YouTube. That takes. You didn't oh. tell her already. You yeah. you had it. All, we've been doing this whole summertime segment for like ten minutes. You didn't tell her ahead of time, Greg. <laughs> yeah. Really, Greg? Oh, you know that I did tell you ahead you of time. You mentioned oh, it, go. but yeah. you didn't say <laughs> I want to play the song. I said you got to go to YouTube to get it. Okay, you mm-hmm. got a computer too, bro. I can't play it off of here, though. <laughs> yeah, you you got a computer a pro- too, bro. <laughs> like, I it doesn't connect up. to the board, though. That, that should be a hashtag. You got what? a computer uh, too, bro. PC. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How about um, Summer Love, Justin Timberlake? Anybody? Summer Love's not bad. No, I'm not banging that that one for the summer. No. I don't know if JT has a summer banger I, I, I like. I know he's got summertime songs. Yeah. Not not terrible. Yeah. It's fine. I feel like um now he had a summer anthem. What was that song? Oh, yeah, I, I got the song. feeling yeah, so in my bones. That one that song Ooh. was a summer anthem. Yeah. Happy. How about- Pharrell's happy with Oh, the Pharrell's time. happy. Yeah. Holy moly. I was happy when he was gone as much as I love Pharrell because good Lord was it gone on too long. I can't remember if this song was a summertime banger or not, but I do remember partying to it in the summer. Yeah. Uh, back before they got sued, and that was Blurred Lines. Oh, Blurred Lines Blurred for Lines, sure was a big yeah. summer anthem for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but then it got sued, and I had to stop listening. Uh, LAAD guy says uh, Summer Love, uh, Stevie B. No, isn't oh. that Spring Love? Spring love. It was spring love, not uh, summer love. To me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Spring Stevie love. B, wrong season. Wrong season. Yeah, right. yeah. But it, you, yeah, he was a CVB loved the spring. I love Stevie B. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Old school Stevie B. Wow. Yeah. Spring love. That's a how pull. about um, have a computer? The Dove Shack. Summertime in the LBC. This is sublime. Yep. All right. I'm with this song. Yeah, it's all right. Now I know why I didn't get it. What are you talking about? This is <laughs> great. I, like I mean, it's all right. Yeah. It's no, all right. I love right. Sublime. I wouldn't call it a banger, but it's, right, you know, it's cool. Down, it's cool. How dare you? That's just rude. Go, what go do you ahead. mean? I said it was cool. Oh, not you. No, that's Laura. I'm going to put this down. I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. Here, like My idea of a banger is when it starts to drop, you yeah. have to respond. Yeah. How this, about Hot Fun in the Summertime by Sly and the Family Stone? I don't have to respond to that either, but I like it. Right? I mean, so it's, like, a, it's a cool song. So, it's so old, like, though. So, like, there's like three tiers, right? Right. There's the banger that as soon as the first two beats drop, oh, you, you got you to respond. Yeah. Then there's the song that's cool. And if it's playing, I'm cool with it, but I'm not going to look for it. But if it's playing, I'm cool with it. Right. And then there's a the song that, you know, you just got to turn this off. Right. right? So well, I, I, we clearly missed a more recent one Hot Girl Summer. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. By Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, I guess. It's not your song? You don't like that song? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. I, I'm more of a, a that remake she did with Beyonce for, yeah. you know, Savage. Yeah. Didn't groove, Kenny Chesney also do a summer song? Yeah, I said that earlier. Oh, I didn't hear that. Sorry, yeah, it's called Summertime. Yeah. I mean, he actually does a bunch of summer songs, but to yeah. me, Summertime is the real one that kind of lasts. It, it, it feels good. Okay. Um, speaking of summer, the boys of summer, the Dodgers, mm-hmm. all of a sudden looking great after their homestand and, dare I say, not boring. Uh, Kenley, by the way, also looking I don't know. Too, too, I don't know what to do with myself with two Ken, do two good Kenley outings in a row here. LZ, what has he blown? Like two saves this season? Is it two, Greg, or three? Yeah, he's nine of eleven. Okay. Okay. All right. So you know he's 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 looking you know good. He's looking solid. Um, he's had some really strong innings or outings to your point, George. Mm-hmm. But it's what you know Greg and I were trying to tell you and Cap the entire time. It was early May. A slump was going to come. This team is too talented and too good. They were just in a funk. And now they showered and put on some deodorant. Yeah. However, um, start off with this. So Albert Pujols hits his first home run last night for the Dodgers. I think this is really cool. Because I don't know about you guys, but when they signed him, I thought right away, like, what are they doing? Why do they need him? I didn't realize how versatile everybody could be shifting positions. And I kind of felt like, well, the Angels essentially were saying, he's not good enough to play for us right now at this stage of his career, and I think they're wrong because Albert Pujols, whether it was his first game in RBI, the second game where it was bases loaded and he got hit and he drove in a run and then was, was on base when, when Lux hit a grand slam and then hit his first home run last night. So immediate contribution from Albert Pujols. That's interesting. Now, now here's the other thing. While the Dodgers have turned things around, and they've been 8-2 and two in their past 10 games. Remember, guys, we were talking about they won five games in 20 games. They were 5-15. and 15. Mm-hmm. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. That sounds great, right? The only thing is, is that while the Dodgers have gone 8-2, and two, so have the Giants gone 8-2, and two, and the Padres went 9-1. and one. So while the Dodgers were turning it around, nobody was giving anything back, which is what makes right. this weekend so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. You've got three against San Francisco in NorCal, come back uh, or go on the road back to Houston and then come back for four against San Francisco. This is a time to make a move, if you can, right here. I'm sure the Giants are probably thinking the same thing. Sure. So, I mean, the next nine games, seven of them are against currently first place San Francisco with the most wins in all of Major League Baseball at 28. It's crazy, huh, San Francisco? By the way. It's crazy that all three of these teams have been this this hot. When the Dodgers were down – Everybody else was hot. When the Padres lost four starters, they still continued to win. The yeah. Dodgers have gone eight and two since their slump, and yet they can't gain any ground per se because San yeah. Francisco and San Diego have been so yeah. hot. And, and Alex say, Wood has been really good for San Francisco. Which I is would say that San Francisco and the Padres are hot, and the Dodgers are just playing ball. They haven't gotten hot yet. The Dodgers can take it to another level. Sure. We know this because we got bats that are out. Yes. <laughs> right? But you don't want you don't want the Giants to stick around and get pesky because they no, can't. No, 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 no. Historically no. they're they're they can get pesky no. on you. No, I all I'm what I meant to say or what I was trying to say is the Padres and Giants, based upon the current construction, are peaking. This is this is this is 
They're clicking. This is it. The clicking is, I wouldn't say peaking, but clicking. Right. Yes. They're clicking. This right. is it. We, the Dodgers, we don't have all our bats. We don't have all our guys. We're yeah, just I mean, playing Dodger ball. We ain't even started to click yet. So right. there's another level that we can go to in terms of the win-loss column that I don't believe those other two teams that you're talking about, Cap, can go to. Now, that doesn't mean that we're just going to overtake them and win the division by 10 games, mm -hmm. but us sticking around by only being back by two games where you're clicking and we're not isn't good for those teams that are ahead. I think that's completely fair and accurate. I think that Seager being out and Bellinger being out and when those two guys come back, and let's just assume that it's you know early July or maybe like right after the All-Star break, all of a sudden you're putting a World Series MVP and an MVP back into your lineup. And so, yeah, you should assume, I think everybody should assume, that if the Dodgers stay healthy and they get their shortstop and their center fielder back, yeah, they can actually elevate I think it's a good point, LZ, that San Francisco and San Diego, they've got their teams. Now, look, in San Diego's case, I'll just say this. They do have some stuff they're dealing with. But right. Four guys were missing. They were missing their first baseman, their shortstop, their right fielder, their left fielder, and they still went 9-1 and one in that 10-game stretch. So they didn't just hang on, play 500 ball. They actually played 900 ball. So they're clicking right now. Will they be able to do this all season long? The Dodgers have already had to deal with a lot of stuff, and they'll get their better players back. Yeah, and Bellinger and McKinstry are rehabbing as we speak for the Dodgers. Rap. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. <laughs> I love how Laura, before we even come back on the air, the song starts to hit and she literally just says it just like this. She goes, Greg wanted this. <laughs> right on funny night. I mean, LZ would like it. You know, I don't know what this is. This was this for Kenny LZ. Yeah, this was actually this for him. Time. Yeah, by Kenny Chesney. Okay. I mean, I sort of recognize his voice, but I'm not going to be real. Like I know exactly who this is. Like, Wait, crank this part up. This is the, here's the bridge. And it's two men feet on the dashboard. You're loving and all fun, dictating the tattoo and the yoo-hoo. This just feels good. Yeah. I'm going to run through a field barefoot. <laughs> In like short shorts that are like jean shorts cut off like Daisy Dukes. You know, no shoes, no shirt. Just running through a field, listening to country music. Kenny Chesney, Americana. I don't really know uh, Kenny Chesney that well. I got to be honest with you. You know, like Garth Brooks was kind of where country music ended for me. You know? Yeah. Laura wants to play La Chona. Play La Chona, Laura. Yeah. Jorge says it's a banger. There we go. That's there my, go. That, that's our summertime. <laughs> it's all the time. Ahora sí. Órale. There we go. Um, we're getting a lot of anthems, summer anthems mm -hmm. on Twitter. Now, again, we were talking about songs that actually have summer in the title. Mm -hmm. um, but these aren't wrong. 
Okay. Chris Hernandez tweets us and says that Sean Paul, all of them are summer bangers. That's true. It felt That's like true. Sean only released songs in the yes. summer. He's like a Mexican <laughs> boxer fighting on like Cinco de Mayo. Right. Like yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, Sean only knew how to release music in the summer. Um, <laughs> So, and the sexually, is it? Because you'd always be like jamming to his music. It'd be hot as hell somewhere. Right, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. You, you, you sweating somewhere. Yeah. Sean Paul only knows how to release music. He understands his summer. audience. He does. He does know. That's, he understands well, he's a, you know, his he's a, he's a Caribbean guy, you know? Like, so. Um, so, there's that for sure. And a lot of people hitting us up with Fat Joe, Lean Back. Um, that was a it, summer banger. That was a summer jam that was for sure. A summer jam. Yeah. So you know what song yeah. I loved? What? <laughs> I'm about to one really date myself, and then also two probably lose about twelve thousand followers on any kind of social media thing. But yeah. I freaking love Richard Marks. Oh my! And, and that one song he had for the summer. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna get it. I remember it. I mean, it's it's like on the tip of my tongue. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm gonna it's get there. endless summer night. Endless Summer Night. Endless Summer Night. Because reportedly, he originally wrote that for Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie was like, I'm good. And so he recorded it. And it's such a good song. I love that song. It's a breakup song, but it's a lovely breakup song. It's like, we broke up, but we ain't really fighting. Endless Summer yeah. Nights. Richard Marks, 1988. Here it is. Yeah, you got it. 1988. <laughs> Woo. Wait. Oh, there it is. Got the cheesy yep. 80s saxophone solo. Yeah. <laughs> I remember every moment. Yeah. <laughs> and then he starts to coo in her ear. <laughs> man, he was a jammer. He was a he jammer, He was like, man. That, man, this. So he came off the heels. Like the 80s and 90s. He was late 80s, right? P, he was uh, late Richard 80s. Marks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This song's 88. Yeah. Like the 80s were full of ballads. Okay. Like. <laughs> Everybody did a ballad. All the hairspray bands did ballads. You know right? what I'm saying? Like there was remember Peter Cetera in Chicago. Oh, yeah. They were like the oh, kings my God, of ballads. King of ballads. I mean, there oh, wasn't a Chicago song or Peter Cetera a solo song that wasn't just a ballad, like right. ballad of ballads, right? Our and then a bunch too. of songs that were in the Karate Kid. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, by the way, then. The, the R&B community was really taking the ballad to a different level. Like, the 80s and 90s ballads were just on fire. Yeah. How about, um, how about this? You guys like Brian Adams' Summer of 69? Because that was also oh, an 80s song. song. That's a good song. That is a good song. Yeah. That's yeah. a good that song. A good I like song. that song. Yeah. I thought you were going to go when we were talking ballads, Brian Adams, Everything I Do, I Do It For You, from the movie Robin Hood with Kevin Costner. No. But, mm. but that no, is I'm a ballad. A actually, I actually prefer When a Man Loves a Woman. That's a good one, too. That's a good one. And lyrically, it's better, I feel, than the Robin Hood song. Yeah. Yeah. He said, there was a line in there, when I can see your my unborn children in your eyes. And that line always stuck with me. I was like going, that's some romantic stuff. But it really doesn't work with dudes. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 that is funny, yes. Um, the, the, the Hairspray Band ballads, though, why don't you think about it? Like, think about all these songs. The Hairspray Band ballads, right, from that era. Yeah. Right. You had Patience by Guns N' Roses, yeah. right? Awesome song. Excellent song. Just right. an excellent. Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Yeah. Every about... Rose Has Its Thorn. Yeah. How about, um, uh, let's see, uh, Love Bites. Crew. Love Def Bites Leopard. by Def Leppard is a good okay. one. Yes. Uh, uh, home Sweet Home, Motley Crue. Home Sweet Home, home sweet by Motley Crue. Never Say Goodbye by Bon Jovi. Oh, my God. Never oh, Say uh, Goodbye is great. Yeah. <laughs> How about this one? Not, not as popular a band, although popular for that era. 
Uh, Heaven by Warrant was good, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Little Cherry Pie, I guess, was their number one oh, jam jam. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was, uh, yeah, that one. That video yeah. also interesting. Well, that's um, all they needed was the video because it wasn't much of a song. Much, much of a song. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, I Remember You by Skid Row, Sebastian Bach. Sebastian Bach. Yeah. You couldn't tell me nothing about Sebastian Bach. Yeah. Because that name was so sweet. Yeah. I was like, he's got to be the best singer ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then there was any Journey song, basically, in that era. There were a lot of, I, I do miss, like, that era of music. The rock ballad? The rock ballad. Yeah. Nobody you know, makes a rock ballad anymore. Do you no think a rock ballad rock would work now? Like a, a, a 2020 version of a rock ballad would work now? I think it has the potential to work, but you just got to make sure that you lean into what it's going to be. Like you can't be scared to do a, a rock ballad today. You got to go full on. You can't right. You got to kind of rock Monty ballad. or nothing. Right. I yeah. want you to do like, you know, kind of a rock ballad and then you drop in like a rap solo from Nicki Minaj. Because right. you feel the need to like <laughs> No collaborations. Yeah. Yes. I'm just, no, looking you, up, I'm just looking this up. Here's a couple more for you. Um, how about Miles Away from Winger? Anybody remember Winger? Vaguely. I vaguely Winger. Winger vaguely but I remember, remember 17 from Winger. Yeah. I don't remember Miles 17, Away. 17, right. How about, how about More Than and Words? And Life to Go, from, right? You, you guys remember the, the band Extreme? The two guys no. with yeah. the oh, long yeah. hair. Oh, is that More Than long, Words? Yeah, more hair. Than Words. More Than yeah. Words. Yeah. I'll yeah. give you one. This is a good one for you. Still Loving You from the Scorpions. I'm now you I'm out of my depth you. now. Yeah, I'm out of my depth on Scorpion. Oh, dude, Once you go that Scorpion. Was, uh, yeah, dude, yeah, I was, I, you lost me on Scorpion. I had that on a cassette tape, dude. I mean, still I didn't really do you. well with any of the animals. I didn't listen to Rat. I didn't listen to Scorpion. No, not a rat. Per- <laughs> Although, do you know that the okay? Funny story about Rat. That. The drummer on Rat, and you know clearly they were. Was it a Geico commercial they were on recently? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they were on one of these insurance company commercials where they're playing, and then we have a Rat problem, right? Yeah, and then it's right. the band playing in their garage. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the drummer, his kid, uh, he has a young kid like my daughter's age, Aria, and they were in the same class together. Mm. What? Yes. I bet you he's not as old mm. as you think. He's older than me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. By twenty years, but I don't yes. think he's quite as old as you might expect. No, he's hmm. he's late fifties. Yeah, probably. Like, but he has a seven year old. You know, his youngest is a seven year old, and it was in the same kindergarten class as my daughter. Wow. By yeah, the way, that was my books. first concert. First concert Rat? ever. Rat? Rat. You ready for this? In nineteen eighty three, Rat opens for Billy Squire. I don't know Billy Squire. Billy Squire. I do know Billy Squire. You don't know, do Billy, know Squire? Billy Squire. Rat stroke me, that stroke seems me. like a weird combo. I don't know Billy Squire. Yeah. Rap. Damn it, Greg said rap. 